Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, folks. It's Bob Vetter here. Before the podcast starts, I wanted to offer you something for free available on my website, www.bobvetter.com. It's a download of a game and map of the healer's journey called Sustos, named after the traumatic events that can lead to soul loss. The game provides insights in how we ourselves can be healed and how that process empowers us in our healing efforts with others. Get your free download at www.bobvetter.com. Now, let's get to our latest podcast episode. Welcome, listeners. I'm here today with Radhavi Riom. Radhavi is an instrument of spirit. Her soul's contract is to support clients in removing childhood traumas that are still alive in the adult and veil their true self. Radhavi tells us that we are all here to awaken from the illusion of the human condition. And in her healing sessions, clients come to experience that they are not a wounded child. They begin to awaken to something much greater, the divine spark that is their essential nature, their true self. Over the last 33 years, Radhavi has served over 2,000 clients in support of their spiritual and emotional well-being. In her one-on-one sessions, she serves as a spiritual facilitator who helps awaken her client's inner child in order to bring out the essence of their being. So Radhavi, welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Bob, for having me here. I'm really looking forward to spending my time with you and your audience. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I'd like to, if you, if you would, to take us through a little bit of your hero's journey story. So starting with your childhood, you're not from the United States. That's right. So I was born in a little village in the mountains of Jamaica. And um, it was a family of of 10 of us, and I was a sixth. And I had um, a very um, traumatic birth because my mother went through three days of of intense labor and the midwife, uh, we would have died, the midwife literally pulled me out. So it was not just traumatic for my mother, it was for me, but um, nobody nobody realized at that point that a, a baby also has trauma and wounds from something like that. So um, growing up, you know, my, my my mother, my father was from China, so I am a mixed heritage. My father is from China. My mother is with German, Scotch, Irish, and African. So I, I'm I'm a mixture of 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 many, you know. So I'm sort of international bloodline, and um, and um, growing up when I was young, I realized. Then I have a dad, a, a different way of seeing things. I was very contemplative. I was very deep. I was very um, searching inside of me. And I knew that 
I didn't feel that there was anyone who could answer my questions. And as I continued to grow up, you know, I had a lot of issues with my mother. That's, that's what I think I came in here to. She was my first classroom. And what I began to realize is how indigenous I was. And that was very different from the rest of my family. And um, for instance, you know, my sister went to Harvard and I didn't go to college. So my, my experience was not about going out there to be educated from the outer world, was to, to stay in here to remember what it is my soul has brought in with me. So this indigenousness uh, 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 about me was, was very, very, very strong. And, um, and of course that made me very different from the rest of my family. But this, this pulls me into moving into plant medicines. But before I get to that place, I need to talk about what my childhood traumas and wounds and what, what, how I've come to, to be of service in the way that I do. So um, I mentally walked away from my childhood, just mentally left, never talked about it. My children never heard anything about my childhood. I, uh, my partner now says, you never say anything about your mother, what you learned from your mother. And I paused and I said, I didn't learn anything. I'm really honest with you, I didn't learn anything. Um, that was, um, it, it, what I learned was very um, shameful to me, what she said, how she said it. So there came a time when I had a mystical experience when I was going through a very deep emotional um, relationship breakup was so painful that she stood in front of me with the saddest eyes looking right into my eyes, like a soul connection. And I didn't want to see her. I had her, I literally verbally said, just go away, I don't want to see you. And that went on for three weeks until one day I really got angry and I don't want to see you, just get away. And um, finally at the end of three weeks, something started to change inside of me and I knew that I had to connect with her. And I had no idea how to do that, but this is where my classroom learning continued. I went to see someone I didn't know very well, but I, somebody in my outer spiritual circle. And um, that was a massage therapist and did some other things. So I went to her, reached out to her because of the other things. This is so unusual for me. And she said, as a matter of fact, I do work with the inner child. And I was a shot. So I went to her and, and uh, what happened is that she said, it's going to be very simple for you because you're ready to do that. Well, unknown to her, um, you know, she had me breathe and said the first thing that comes to mind to let her know. And I thought, you want me to tell you something that I've held in my, in, since I was five years old? things I've never talked about. And you want me now to tell you somebody I'm just meeting for the first time? Oh, and I lamented with it. And there was this two conversation going on with me. One that said, you came here 
for something and you can't live without it. You, and if this is what it means for you, you have to say what it is that came up. So I told her that I was molested when I was five years old because that was a memory. And what I began to learn at that moment, um, Bob, is that my emotions were stagnant. And by saying that to her, I started to feel the emotions of that memory. And I went home and I realized, because I had a very natural psychological nature about me. I'm very intuitive even, even during that time. And I realized that the most important thing, and this is the key that I really like the listeners to hear, is the emotions must connect with the memory. Otherwise you'll be talking it to death from your mind. And if you don't have a feeling connected with it, it's never gonna go away. So it has to come from a heart-based place. And so I went through my own self-healing for years. And then what it did was to bring me more in alignment with my soul and my gifts that I came in with. And I wanna say every one of us have come in with their own gifts, their, their treasure box. And my treasure box was available to me and I became much, much more intuitive, empathic. And, um, and I, I just slid into helping other people because I was able to feel my empathy was so strong. I was able to feel what's going on with them. And this is how my own service started. And it's only when I got to that point, I realized how magnificent the traumatized experiences that I had was necessary and important for my own classroom learning, for what my soul is here to do. And we all have come with our own special gifts, but unless we unveil the traumas and the wounds, we are not going to find it. So that was, in my own personal experience, I realized that this is a human conditioning. And everyone may have had a different experience, a different story, but the emotions are the same. And that is the reason that I can be of service to anyone anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, and I have. I'm, I, I now live in the United States. I'm no longer in Jamaica. And um, I have had clients in different parts of the world. So we, we understand each other from that level of, of spirit. We do. I'd like to just go a little bit back in your story. And you mentioned plant medicine and that, that you'd co go back to that. So if we okay. could just... All right. That theme and what that has to do with this story. Yes, thank you. Okay, so I was so attracted being an indigenous person because it grabbed me. I couldn't get away from that. It grabbed me, and I started to feel this passion on what the Native Americans do in their in in their ceremonies. I want to know. I want to feel it. I want to experience what it is they take. I am so fascinated with that. And then finally, I was um, 
you know, spirit guides everything. I was um, introduced to to um, to a, a new South American ayahuasca, and I. When I experienced ayahuasca, I realized that I had known her before. I have a very, very strong connection with her. I, um, I, 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 she was, she gave me, I found a, a feather on the ground because I'm now in the jungle. A feather by the riverside of England Bay. And I knew it was not there 20 minutes before I was. I it's a black feather. It's on dirt because we're very, you know, it's, it's, it's a very uh, natural and organic down into the jungle. Not, not even a speck of dust was on it. And I took it to my temple and I'm in my hammock and I just felt called to hold it and to ask what's the message? What is your message? What is it you have to tell me? And the one word I got was promise. And um, a few days later, the feather disappeared and I was heartbroken. But in ceremony, she came, Mother Vine came and she told me, that was a messenger and you don't keep the message. That was a message, it brought you a message and you do not keep the messenger. So as it mystically came, it mystically disappeared. And what she, was telling me that she kept her promise to hold and to do whatever it is she needed to do for me and with me. And um, there was a time when I embodied her, 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 her ecstasy. She had me embodied her ecstasy. And so I, I had a lot of different mystical experiences. I never had a bad night. But all of it was, and I think a lot of it was just energy that going through my body, energy. Sometimes I knew what the songs were. I knew I was brought down from this amazing place, coming down and she's telling me about someone in the room and what their lifetime was and what it is it's going through and things like that. So um, I, I was shown things in the room. So. That was my relationship with her. And I know that I have expanded much more deeply having gone into, into having this relationship with, with her. And I was told by my higher self that plant medicines are here to support people to move from the fallen beings that has caught the planet in a traumatized way. And I, and I, 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 I know that strongly. I feel that strongly. So plant medicine, when they use in respect, respectfully, is here to guide us. And when we're open to really, really in the heart space to want to become, to, to expand ourselves more than to just have an experience. It's not about an experiential thing. So if, if I were to take the story that you shared with us about your life, the story that you, in growing up in Jamaica, the story that you shared about the plant medicine and the story about the work that you do, there seems to be an underlying message. And if I were to boil that message down, the message seems to me to be 
that when we as human beings in this classroom of life experience the suffering that goes along with various kinds of trauma that we can use that we can leverage that experience to provide more meaning and in order to help to illuminate what our real condition is our spiritual connection that transcends this materiality would you say that i i have the formula right absolutely right and you know we are so conditioned into feeling that it's only everything that's solid that's real you know, not everyone, more people are opening for, to, to see that, that everything is solid, but most of it is, is in the unseen world. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I most agree. of it. Yeah. And, and when we do plant medicines or when we move into that place of, of, of consciousness, frequency, that's when we become much more in tune with the unseen world. And I take that very, that goes into my into my service. I am with my indigenous, you know, I, I have a shamanic tendency, which was, was natural for me. When I'm talking with my clients and they're telling me what's going on, I'm hearing everything clearly. But I am also looking from another frequency, like I call it, looking under the hood. I know what it is. I know what's going on. I know where it is coming from. So um, those are the things that makes this kind of a service much more um, progressive, much more progressive than traditional therapy. And I, 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 I honor all the traditions and I'm not talking down, but the, but I get that from my clients. So a one session with you is like six months of therapy. So they tell me, and, and my own understanding of where they are allowed to work from is my, I can, I can work from a place where I break the barrier. I can embrace my clients. I can cry with my clients. I become their pain. That's part of, this is part of my, my soul's um, ability. We all have come in with our own abilities. And this is the reason why we must unveil the traumas to find what it is. And, and so my, my abilities is to move into with such great compassion and love to the pain that's there. So I, 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 so I am, I am there with them. I, I walk into that room without fear. So, it, um, it, it's, it's such a beautiful service for me because I don't have to. I didn't have to study. It was easy. Came to me. Came from a part, another time with me, and and so I, I very much honor that which I'm here to do and is doing. So, Radhavi, can you share with with us, with the listeners and me, um, something specific about how to take this into everyday life? Yes. You know, I could say, you know, if you can sit with your feet on the ground and really do some very slow breaths, like, you know, four breaths down, four breath, four counts, and four uh, uh, all the way up until your whole body becomes relaxed. 
in a quiet place where you're not going to be interrupted, nor where you're driving on the road. And when you're there and you sit there in this comfortable place, I really want you to recognize that you're not the trauma. You are the spark, the divine spark that, who, that, is, that is behind the trauma. We are all from the one collective, all of us. And um, we, are, we are sparks from the one flame of the divine. So we are connected, we're all connected. So once you can feel that I'm not talking to you, I'm talking with you, I'm holding a space for you because I have been there before, I have been there. And so when you close your eyes and you sit there, you give yourself permission to bring up anything that has, has really, really affected you. Know that that's a veil, that's not who you are. And you allow your light from the spark to move out to dissolve it. And you continue and if you want to cry, if something comes up with an emotional memory, don't let it, don't try to stop it. Just allow yourself to release it because it is it's support from, from your spark, from your light, from your being, from your consciousness. And you continue to do that. And you may need to do that more than one time. You do that as much as you feel you can handle for that time. And then you find another special moment, even with some beautiful soft music on that touches your heart and you do that again. And I think after that, you'll find that there's so much of a release because now you're holding the space that you are not the trauma. You are what is behind the trauma. And that's what I, I really, really want people to remember and recognize. Beautiful. So that is something that our listeners can actually do. Yes, I would love for them to do that. And I'd love, you know, I wish I, I'd love to hear what their experience is. Well, I, I hope people will let you know. Um, <laughs> yes. One one last question before we get to your contact information it has to do with the, the material world. So if we look at this material world, as a chance to, let's say, to be the classroom so that we can learn more about our spiritual nature. What about when we get caught up in all of the problems of, of the material world? Because I mean, there are so many people today who I think maybe they don't have the, even the luxury of dealing with the spiritual aspect of life because they're so caught up, so concerned about the material needs, making a living, providing for children, doing all of those things, those physical tasks. How do we maintain a spiritual dimension and understanding in the midst of all of that limitation? You know, something that's while you were speaking about it came to me is uh, one of the times when I was crying through my wounds and I was, I went to lunch and the, the, the lunch is, is in front of me, you know, and my emotions was very close by. And I am, uh, I am identifying with this pain. 
I was shown a beautiful golden light around me, the everlasting love. And we're all here. Just remember, I know that many times we don't have enough money for, for, for the, to buy food for the children. The next rent is coming or there's hardship. But I'd like you to step back. There's an identification that's going on with the need and the lack because, you know, we're holding a lot of fear in our, in our heart that we haven't really addressed yet. So the fear, it comes in and it affects the fear. And also our fear is, is connected to the collective. So whatever frequency that we're feeling that is negative, it's connected, connected to the to the um the collective because we're all on this veil of the divine so you know i'd like you to stop and really close your eyes and breathe and said right now right here right in this moment in this presence i am safe and if i stay right here in this present moment all of those are thoughts that i've been uh, 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 that has captured me. All it is is my 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 divine self is only identifying with something that frightens me. The world is falling apart. We can say the world is going through a paradigm shift. The world is moving into a change, and it's only through chaos that many times we can have change arises and um, to this to me is to, to go inside and look at that divine love protection that's there and um, and and have the faith that you're not alone you, 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 we're never never ever alone and if you have someone you can share who has compassion for you, don't, not with someone who is going to agree with you, um, but someone who can hold a space for you and to support you and to know that you're not separate or you're not alone. I think that is a very, very um, helpful way to deal with the physical world that we see is changing. That is a beautiful message, Radhavi, for us yeah. to to come to a close with. So for our listeners who would like to contact with you, what's the best way for them to find out more and get in touch? It's a very easy, my name is Radhavi, R-A-D-A-V-I-E. And my website is radhavi.net, it's pretty simple. And um, what I would like to invite the listeners to is that I offer a 20-minute complimentary sacred conversation. When you get on, on my website, the front page is right there. You click on, you have a place to, to write up. You know, you come to me with the difficulties you're feeling on the planet, for instance, because there's a lot. Come to me with anything, and I can really help to guide you that this may never be the first time you're feeling this kind of anxiety. And what is happening here is just bringing up all the things that have, many of the things that have been suppressed. And, you know, 
I hold a place for you like that. So I hope, you know, you take my 20 minute complimentary guidance. By all means. So Radhavi Riom, I thank you so much for being a part of today's podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Rob, for having me. Thank and thank you, you so everyone much. for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Before you go, I wanted to remind you of free healing resources available on my website, www.bobvetter.com. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.